0: Welcome to CPAC's Today in Politics podcast. It is Monday, March the 6th. I'm Michael Serapio. Here are the big political stories we're talking about today. Continued calls for a public inquiry into allegations of foreign interference in Canada's elections.
1: I think it's it's something that sounds nice on
2: paper, but it's gonna come up short against what people's expectations are.
0: And the prime minister says work being done right now to prevent election interference is sufficient.
1: All of those goals are related to processes that are ongoing as we speak. For the 2019 election, we created a high-level panel on election interference, comprised of Canada's top public servants who are independent and professional and dedicated to this country. And they work closely with all of our national security experts, officials, and agencies to monitor day by day what was going on during the 2019 and 2021 elections.
0: Well, let's get right to the top political stories this morning. Joining us is Rob Russo, political analyst and former CBC Parliamentary Bureau Chief. Good morning, Rob. Hello,
2: Michael. Pleasure to be with you.
0: Uh, Always great to speak with you. Uh, Listen, uh, let's begin with the why here. Why is the prime minister pushing back against this idea of a public inquiry? Is it because liberals would end up looking bad?
2: You know, that's a really uh, good question and and, um, a source of befuddlement, to tell you the truth, because the polls show that the liberal government and our democracy are already being cast in a negative light as a result of what's being made public about Chinese interference. So it seems some kind of investigation that would make it clear the Prime Minister is open to a higher than usual level of scrutiny would actually be a smart move for the government, given the concerns that these polls are showing. Because if that doesn't happen, here's what we're left with, Michael. It's impossible to avoid the truth that China preferred to see the Liberals in power. Of course, no one knows why. There's a donation of uh, $200,000 through a China-friendly intermediary to the Pierre Elliott Trudeau Foundation. That suggests that uh, the Chinese have been trying to influence the Trudeau family for years, and we don't know what, if anything, uh, they, they believe they got in return for that. So without this higher level of scrutiny from an unimpeachable body, i.e. not a former liberal or liberal-dominated committee, those polls that suggest people are are, are not going to accept the Prime Minister's word on, on this, that they're just going to endure. And the Prime Minister's word right now is, well, all is well, and if it wasn't, Well, we can't tell you because of reasons of national security. And it just seems that that's that's not going to hold it for the next few weeks.
0: Yeah, so obviously we're watching this very closely. But, you know, add to that the the Parliamentary Committee uh, investigating these reports of interference from the People's Republic, uh, they unanimously passed a motion last week, and I should say the opposition members of that committee, they passed a motion last week calling for a public inquiry. Uh, can the Prime Minister ignore that call without looking bad? You know, here we have Conservative uh, Michael Cooper already accusing Trudeau of ignoring the will of Parliament. You have Jagmeet Singh saying the issue could affect the NDP supply and confidence agreement with the Liberals.
2: Well, I mean, all, all of that depends on what, if anything, the Prime Minister does beyond you know what he's suggesting he's doing now which is trust us right so but there are problems with a public inquiry let's let's take a look at those before we look at the alternatives so public inquiry is going to take a while to get going it can be limited in what it can uh what can be said in testimony and what can be reported it could be years before recommendations are drafted and implemented so there are limitations to what uh, um, uh public inquiry could do so but there that doesn't mean there aren't things that the government could do right now, the prime minister could do right now to appease Mr. Singh and to try and restore some confidence, he could he could start the foreign influence registry. He could expel any diplomat that might've been involved in this. Uh, there's talk of students who were hired uh, uh, on the advice of the Chinese to, to help uh, with nomination meetings. Well, if that's the case, they could look into that, cancel the visas of any students or any other foreign actors who might played a role in attempts to influence our election. But the polling is clear. It suggests that voters don't believe the prime minister is taking this seriously enough. And that's a problem. And there remains this problem that we don't know who, particularly who in Canada and who perhaps in Canadian politics, might have collaborated with the Chinese efforts. We do know that most of those who the Chinese were aiming to help were liberals. And any investigation of that Probably has to be taken out of the hands of the Liberal government in order to restore confidence in, in uh, what the government's trying to do to protect democracy.
0: Well, you, you use the word confidence and it does make me wonder because we keep hearing that regardless of the, the attempt from the People's Republic to, to interfere with the, the last two general elections, at the end of the day, they did not influence the results. Uh, what do you make of that?
2: Yeah, that, that, that's true. Uh, we, we know that the, the results weren't affected and we know that this has been going on for years. The, the, that's not the revelation and that's not what we need to know. What we need to know, uh, uh, the, the answers are really political. We we, we, we need to know, um, you know, who, if anybody, was involved. Did anybody collaborate with, with the Chinese here? Uh, we need to know whether or not anything has been done about those who might have collaborated. We need to know what the Prime Minister knew about this. When did he know about it? And what was his reaction to it? Because again, those polls are saying that he didn't take this seriously enough. That's a real question out there. What did the Prime Minister know? Uh, When did he know it? Was he told about it in 2019, for instance? And what was his reaction to it? What did he do about it? And those questions are, are apart from the fact that the Chinese, we know the Chinese are trying to influence elections. It's the prime minister's actions now that are in doubt.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Justin Trudeau does point to the National Security and Intelligence Committee of Parliamentarians. Uh, he, he says that's an, an appropriate body to look into the matter. Is that committee, I guess, first and foremost, powerful enough to, to ensure accountability? Uh, does that take any of the heat off of the prime minister to do more?
2: you know look that committee's done really good work since it was created six years ago um it's 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 headed by impressive people who take intelligence matters seriously but there are four liberals among the eight members of that committee all of them are are appointed by the pm that's about half of them the the, so this issue as we just said needs to be beyond political reproach and and the reasons for that is because the questions that need to be answered now are political like we said China and others have tried to influence our elections for years. What we don't know is what the PM was told about those efforts. Uh, When was he told about them? And what did he do or not do when he was told about them? And those have to be beyond any political taint.
0: Well, it's really interesting. Uh, Parliament does get back to business today, but it's only one week uh, before they go back on break again. It's hard to imagine that they're going to be able to dodge this issue or change the channel within five days.
2: It's going to be very, very difficult, given the polling that suggests that the Prime Minister needs to do more to be taken seriously. And the other thing that I think is most important, Michael, is it's it's beginning to achieve the Chinese goal of eroding confidence in our democratic process. And for that reason, more than anything else, beyond political reasons, I think the Prime Minister needs to do more.
0: Rob Russo, always nice to speak with you. Thank you for that. Have a great
1: morning. You too. Good to talk to you, Mike. Right now, as we're speaking, our parliamentary committee is hearing directly from uh, national security experts uh, and officials as to the work that they've been doing over the past many years to counter ongoing uh, interference.
0: Now, let's take a look at what political columnists, commentators and editorialists are saying today. In the Toronto Star, Fred DeLore argues the Intelligence Committee should investigate potential threats to our democracy. He writes, according to recent polls, two-thirds of Canadians believe that the last election saw Chinese government interference— The fact that such a significant number believes a foreign power influenced the outcome of our election is troubling to say the least. It undermines the very foundation of our democratic system, and if people lose faith in the fairness of our elections, they will lose faith in the legitimacy of our government as well. But a public inquiry is not the best way to address the issue a multi-partisan committee working with security officials is a better way to identify and address the problems and, and find lasting solutions to protect our elections for the future. In the conversation, Brady Deaton. Brandon Doxteter, Christopher Alcantra, and Sherry Longboat call for a collaborative approach to improve drinking water quality in First Nations communities. They write, there is no silver bullet to addressing any specific issue, especially one as chronic and complex as drinking water quality in First Nations communities. Water servicing agreements between nearby municipalities should only be viewed as one component of the portfolio of efforts to address this historic problem, And those agreements require leadership that enhances trust, transparency, and communication between First Nation, municipal, and federal governments. Such collaborations have the possibility of improving drinking water quality for First Nations communities, but will depend on a host of factors that will require purposeful efforts to develop understanding and trust. Now here's what's coming up on today's political agenda. The Prime Minister will deliver keynote remarks at the Canadian Federation of Agriculture's annual general meeting, and he'll participate in a question-and-answer period session as well. The Deputy Prime Minister, Christopher Freeland, will meet with business leaders at the Prospectors and Developers Association of Canada Convention as part of a pre-budget consultation. Natural Resources Minister Jonathan Wilkinson will attend the Prospects and Developers Association of Canada Convention in Toronto as well. Meanwhile, the Treasury Board President Mona Forte will visit the University of Ottawa to announce funding for a new research hub that will improve pandemic readiness and the overall health and well-being of Canadians. And in Regina, Minister of Families Karina Gould will make an announcement about affordable childcare in Saskatchewan. That's CPAC Today in Politics for Monday, March the 6th. Tune into Primetime Politics tonight on CPAC for coverage of all the day's events. Our podcast returns tomorrow morning. Have a great day.